Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano, a clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And we're ready here to answer your questions about your health today, and you're really going to enjoy today's show. You're going to learn an awful lot, and at the same time, give people a little bit of a heads up that it may be a little bit technical, but this is the reason why we podcast our show, so you can learn enough so you can talk to your medical practitioner. And again, our phone number is 877-956-9566. Our topic today is going to be biotoxins. And we've got a pre-recorded interview with Dr. Andy Heyman on this topic. And biotoxins, we're going to talk about that and how they affect your health. The reason why I figured that this was be a very important topic as our pharmacy is going to be able to be a center of excellence as a biotoxin pharmacy, this could be an answer to almost 60% of our chronic diseases. And this affects over 20% of our population. So this is a very, very important topic because it's, it makes a, a rational approach that connects many of these chronic disorders that seem to be have the similar causation. And this is the reason why we wanted to have Dr. Heyman, who's the foremost authority on this topic. He's also the chairperson of the Metabolic Medical Institute for Integrative Medicine, and he's the medical director and founder of the Virginia Center for Integrative Medicine in Virginia, world-renowned, world nationally recognized lecturer and also practitioner. And he's going to break this down into very, very simple terms. And again, you don't need a degree in immunology to keep up with it, but he's going to use some terms today that maybe something you're unfamiliar with, but it's important for you to learn some of these key words to be able to talk to your doctor about because, as Dr. Heyman is going to say, tell us, many of them are not trained in these in this type of immunology or be able to, this, this science of integrative medicine. So this is why it's important for you to take some notes and be able to call, and we're going to leave time at the end of our show, for questions. And you can always text us at 512-219-0724. If you have any other questions during our recording or afterwards, we'll be happy to answer any of those questions. Again, our, our phone number is 877-956-9566. And Sean will take your calls and be able to, uh, to see if we can get you uh, on the air. At this time, I think we're going to go ahead and get started. We're Again, we're without having any more introductory topics because we want to dedicate the entire show to this topic of biotoxins and the biotoxin pathway. And uh, let's, Sean, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to be listening to a pre-recorded interview earlier this week with Dr. Andy Heyman. Sean, let's go ahead and get started. Well, welcome to the show, Dr. Andy Heyman. We appreciate your time today as the, again, the program director of integrative and metabolic medicine at George Washington University. You're considered one of the foremost authorities in integrative medicine, and we'd like to 
for our listeners today, we'd like to set up a, a little bit of an education on biotoxin pathways and be able to break down some simple understanding of some of the, the milestones in this uh, chronic disorder and then be able to give our listeners some therapies and some ways to they can go on the road to recovery. So, Dr. Heyman, can you break out, uh, and, and again, this is a very difficult and chronic uh, topic, but maybe understand for our, our listeners what biotoxins are and why they're as important to understanding why they cause so many chronic diseases. Sure. Thanks, Ray, for having me, first of all. Um, you know, for me, this has been a really important topic um, in my progression as a practitioner. And the way I think about my own evolution is that, you know, I started off as a conventionally trained physician, mostly an academic, really, at the University of Michigan, um, and realized that as a primary care doctor, there are a lot of limits in terms of how I understood patients and what I really could do for them. So I functioned within that model um, and sort of enjoyed what, what I learned, but also recognized limitations. And in my sort of seeking of new ideas and therapies, I walked through a, a door that, that many of your listeners are interested in or have walked through themselves, and you find yourself in a new world. And this world includes terms like functional medicine or integrative or anti-aging. And it's a whole new way of looking at your patients. And you find that hormonal imbalances and nutrient deficiencies and an impaired stress response and exposure to toxins such as heavy metals or chemicals, they're all, they all matter. And that there is a group of uh, like-minded practitioners who, as a community, were interested in these things. Um, and so there's sort of a way of doing business in that regard. And you learn to do some specific functional tests and recommend herbs and dietary supplements. But just like in the beginning when I hit a limit with my conventional training, um, I also felt like I hit a limit uh, in that world, too. And I, and I know that some people might say, well, how is that possible? But, but it is possible. And even though I did the work on, quote, unquote, fixing the gut and reducing inflammation and balancing neurotransmitters, there was still a group of patients that were sick. And no matter what I did for them, they just didn't get better. And so um, in further exploration of always new ideas, good ideas, I walked through a third door. And the third door has been really magical for me in my practice, and I think has really sort of transformed how I look at my patients. And this has to do with um, uh, biotoxins. And for lack of a better term, it really is this notion or idea that there are these organisms that humans encounter, and they can create uh, significant illness inside of us. This is not something that's been really well recognized within conventional medicine or even sort of integrative or functional medicine, quite frankly. Um, it's a new way of looking at um, biological pathways and linking the genomics of the individual to a very specific kind of inflammatory response. And what we're finding is that this is not a very small portion of the population. We're talking 20% of uh, individuals in the United States have the genetic susceptibility in this regard. That's about 40 million people, Ray. That's a lot wow. of individuals that are complaining of a variety of symptoms and that actually fall into this category that medicine is, quite frankly, totally ignored. So traditionally, these patients, it sounds like very similar to what we have, patients that have tremendous amount of prescription medications of 
we call them stacking because they're being treated by the, for their symptoms and not really getting the root cause, correct? That's right. You know, when you look at the constellation of symptoms, and we've collected a lot of data on this, and what we've found is that there's actually a clustering of symptoms that occur. And not every patient will express all of the potential symptoms uh, possible. So we like to say this is a multi-symptom, multi-system illness. And so there's a long list of what patients typically report in the way that they feel ill. But there's some ones that are almost uh, exclusive in a sense, or they come up over and over. So fatigue certainly being a big one. Uh, The next, which if you ask a patient, they typically understand what you're saying. If you would say, hey, do you have brain fog? Do you feel like your head is in soup? And maybe you feel even lightheaded at times. And your memory isn't so good, or you're noticing some word-finding difficulties, or even confusing words, uh, they will absolutely nod their head. Uh, These individuals also often have um, mood-related issues, so usually depression, anxiety, and they'll usually describe their anxiety as being almost physical, as if they're crawling out of their own skin. And this could blossom into panic attacks as well, And we even see uh, some patients who develop schizophrenia-type symptoms. So they're hearing voices, they're seeing things. They know that those are not real, and they recognize that, but they feel like their brain is sort of out of control. These patients typically don't sleep well at night, and many of them, but not all, um, uh, often have pain-related syndromes. So if you step back and you just listen to that grouping of symptoms, you say, well, boy, that's chronic fatigue, and that's fibromyalgia, and that's mood disorders, and that's sleep disorders. And so if you think about the kinds of medications these patients typically end up on, it's the muscle relaxers and the narcotics and the antidepressants and the anxiolytics and the sleep aids. It's a very classic set of medications, and it's a very classic group of patients that typically don't respond well to conventional therapy. I would argue that many of them don't typically also respond well to you know, functional interventions, we can get them better a little bit, but they never really resolve their symptoms, and they're sort of left in this chronic state. And what we find is that when we look under the hood, we realize a lot of these patients have had some sort of biological exposure, an organism of some sort of variety that they've encountered at some point in their life that has triggered a very specific kind of inflammatory response. And as I've said, it's about 20% of the population that carries gene sequences that we can test for, excuse me, that makes them vulnerable. Well, Dr. Hayman, let's, if we can just go into a little bit more definition of what sure. di- uh, biologic exposure is, because some people may look at it as a germ or they may not understand, but it can be, have many prong approach. What, what we're talking about is the, what these biotoxins are, right? That, that's correct. And, and the list is growing. So as I said, these are in one way or the other, living organisms. So one of the most common would be mold that's growing inside of a water-damaged building. Um, So that's a a big problem in our population. About 50% of buildings in the United States have been estimated to have water damage. And again, 20% of the population may have gene sequences that are making them sick in this regard. If it's not mold, One of the areas that I contend with quite a lot in my own practice, because I'm located in northern Virginia, are tick-borne illnesses, so Lyme disease in particular. 
and all of the related co-infections that you might see uh, from a tick bite. They, too, <clears throat> trigger the same immune response, and they'll trigger the same set of symptoms. I I'm always fascinated when I go to the blogs and I look at so-called experts online, and they talk about, well, here's a set of symptoms for Bartonella. And here's a set of symptoms for Babesia, and here's a set of symptoms for Lyme, for example. And we know in our practice and the way that we've collected data, it doesn't work like that. The body has a unified immune response to these organisms, whether they're bacteria, such as Lyme or Bartonella, a parasite, such as Babesia, or breathing in mycotoxins from mold. They all trigger the same immune response, and there's a variety of symptoms that can be generated. Now, it is also from food as well. Is that also, they can be contaminated from uh, food sources? Um, so, uh, uh, for example, only if that food already is contaminated with mycotoxins. So if okay. you're eating hard cheeses or mushrooms uh, or grains that have been sitting around for a while, um, alcohol, nuts and seeds, a lot of these things, they're not necessarily intrinsically moldy, but often how they're stored can induce some sort of response. Now, clearly food also can trigger an IgG response or an immune complex response. That's a different kind of immune response than what is turned on with the biotoxin pathway. So when the patient gets exposed to these biological exposures, there's this cascade of events that the body sees. Some people, they go through a normal pathway, correct? And it, the That's body correct. deals with deals with it and it goes on and that's what hopefully we'd like most people to go to that direction but others it goes to a different pathway that causes a significant number of events of a healing crisis the body's looking at is is trying to be able to fix the problem correct that's correct so um the 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 broad scope of what's occurring with these patients is that they encounter biotoxin. They're living in a moldy environment. They were bit by a tick. We've also identified um, uh, bacteria, uh, staph infections that can be harbored in uh, the dentition. Uh, that can be a biotoxin. Uh, there are things such as dysteria, which is an algae that grows in bodies of water. That can act as a biotoxin, triggering this pathway that you've mentioned. <clears throat> but to really understand what's occurring, we have to have a very brief immunology 101 lesson. And the, the lesson is simple. There are two arms to the immune system. There's the older sort of primal response that's called the innate immune response. This is the kind of non-thinking side of the immune system. It contains cells called macrophages and dendritic cells and neutrophils, and they're kind of the thugs of the immune system. They encounter biotoxin, and there's a cascade of cytokines, these inflammatory proteins that are produced. Then there's the second side of the immune system. This is the more sophisticated thinking side. It has memory cells. It has what are called T cells and B cells. And these are where antibodies are produced. Uh, this is where we have our capacity for repair and a more specific kind of immune response to threats. What's, what medicine has really done is focused, and I would say overly focused, on immune problems in the adaptive side or acquired side, the second side of the immune system. When we lose immune tolerance on the T and B cell side, we generate uh, autoimmune diseases. Or when we lose our repair capacity, we generate cancer. 
but the 20% of people who are exposed to biotoxins, they specifically have a problem with handing off their innate immune response over to the smarter adaptive side. They stay stuck. The thugs stay activated on the innate side of the immune system. They don't transfer the immune response from one side to the other. So medicine is by and large ignored. The innate side of the equation, we don't have a lot of diseases that we recognize in that regard, and yet this is 20% of the population that when they encounter the biotoxin, they trigger this cascade of the innate immune system, and they can't hand off to the other side because of their genetics. And so they continually circulate these inflammatory proteins and these biotoxin themselves, and they're not able to clear them in the appropriate way. So there's a storm that brews with respect to genomics that limit these people. And now we can identify um, who these individuals are. We know how to run their genetics. We also know how to check right. specific markers that identify when they're stuck in the innate side of their immune system. And this is what's called the biotoxin pathway. Well, Dr. Heyman, we're, we're going to come back as after the, the break, and we want to talk more about this storm because this is really I- I- important to be able to try to figure out how to slow it down because hopefully there is an answer, right, Dr. Dr. Heyman? <laughs> there, there is an answer, thank goodness. Because, <laughs> you know, there are <laughs> listeners that are going, oh, my gosh, I've just I've realized this, there's this, this storm going on in my body. How do I get off this train? But this is what we want to be able to do on the second half of our show is to be able to identify how to – how to rectify this problem, slow it down, and maybe even try to figure out how to prevent it from even occurring in the first place. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're going to join us back with Dr. Andy Heyman after our break. You're listening to Healthy Choices as we just did a pre-record from Dr. Andy Heyman speaking about these biotoxin and the how it impacts your health. We went through a lot of information. If you've just tuned in, we went through uh, some of the early symptoms of what is occurring. If you have chronic fatigue and you have brain fog and you met a lot of mental confusion, the, and, uh, and on top of it, having difficult time sleeping and a lot of anxiety at the same time, all these layered on top of one another, there may be an underlying biotoxins that have caused this immune response that are that is the answers to why you're having this problem as opposed to all of them separately and many times the body gets exposed to these biotoxins which are or can be organisms of insect bites tick bites could be contaminated mold in your home most of the buildings almost 50 percent of the buildings have some sort of water difficulties that are causing some mold problems or it could be swimming in contaminated water that be exposed to some of these uh, these biotoxins that cause the body to have all these reactions. So hopefully you understand what the cause are, causes are. When we come back af- after the break, we're going to go through a little bit more of a breakdown of how to repair or to remediate at the same time. Re- remediate, take it away from your environment, be able to repair it permanently so that we can actually get the body back to its normal state. So there is an end game here 
believe it or not, that would be the person can have a normal life without having a tremendous amount of prescription medications, but be able to make some changes in your exposure and to be able to make some changes in your lifestyle. That's what we're all about here. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM or check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com for more information about and contact information about Dr. Andy Heyman and some of the, the his works, his lectures, and also his fellowship program that he is putting and training other physicians on how to help these uh, patients because we're talked at the beginning of our show almost this is we're almost 20% of the population that may be exposed or be suffering from this so we're going to need a lot more practitioners trained on how to heal these patients so and again our our website has a lot of information of our past shows and over the other products that you may be interested in as well that's healthychoicesxm.com for our listeners that are having a hard time, I, I was going to say driving, but we'll say we're not going to be driving. You can text your any of your comments to 512-219-0724, and you can text us while you're at a stoplight, and we'll be able to answer your questions uh, on the air as well. So again, on the second half, Dr. Heyman's going to talk a little bit more about how to fix the problem and be able to give people as our solutions. Uh if you and again, if you're just listening, turning in, we're we're talking about these biotoxins and how they have a this cascade effect on our body and cause the body to be stuck in this healing crisis or trying to rid the body of the the toxins that are coming into it either through exposure through air or exposure through ingestion, and the body needs to be able to rid the toxins as opposed to causing this autoimmune reaction to us. Before we, I guess we have just a few minutes left before our our break, I wanted to just leave you with a couple of things to understand that we live in a, unfortunately, a little bit in a, in a toxic world. And a lot of people feel that to be able to clean or wash their hands is probably the best choice. But many people have been relying on antibacterial soap as the only choice. Believe it or not, they're using it without any any traditional water or soap and water traditional. They're using just these antibacterial soaps. And the FDA has finally come out and said that they are unsafe and they're actually ineffective. The trilcosan, T-R-I-C-L-O-S-A-N, trilcosan is, about not, is in 93% of all products that claim to be antibacterial and supposed to be have the ability to break down cell walls over several hours. This is just not true. We're finding that ethyl alcohol-based antibacterial soaps are probably effective if it's at least 70% and or traditional hot water with a it long, it, uh, let's say it's almost 30 seconds excursion with soap is a way of cleaning hands. And we're finding that this is something very important as we look at how important being able to rid the body of some of these toxins that you may accumulate either through exposure through 
before work. So it's it's important to realize that we have to be careful in our society. Also, the, another news that was that just come up: there was thousands of vegetables that have been pre-cut have been recalled for the deadly listeria outbreak. And again, this is what we're the theme of our show is: sometimes foods can be toxic and cause people to be not only ill, but if people are unable to clear these toxins, they will get themselves in a very uh, an important, a very difficult cascade of illness. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM, and we'll be back after the break with Dr. Andy Heyman talking more about biotoxin pathways.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices. We're talking with Dr. Andy Heyman. He is the internationally recognized expert in integrative medicine. He's currently the program director of integrative and metabolic medicine at George Washington University. He also has a very successful practice in Virginia, Virginia Center of Internal, Me- Internal Integrative Medicine. We're very privileged to have such an expert on our show today. We had an earlier interview with him this week, and we were talking about topic that is very important to all of our health is these biotoxins the and how it affects our health first half of our our program we talked about what the exposure is what are some of the symptoms that people would have these many many chronic conditions that we have found from sleep disturbances from chronic pain to gastrointestinal problems prolonged illnesses being able to having changes in in our sex hormones can also have problems with blood pressure dysfunction. So many of these coupled all together, we have, we're trying to find out the common cause. And many times it can be as simple as mold exposure. So we, Dr. Heyman is going to go into the second half talking about some of the markers that you you are to look for because I want people to be a little bit familiar with some of the terms and some of these tests that that you can use for diagnosis so you can talk to your medical practitioner about it and then also what are some of the things to survive or to remediate these uh, these exposures and also how to heal the the body so it can become normalized but before we get to that uh, segment one of our listeners uh, texted us and asked about ketosis and, and protein shakes. Before we get to our show, just very quickly, I wanted people to realize that putting your body on ketosis is a very important fuel to be able to help the body be able to its immune system to be strengthened, to ward off some of these biotoxins and to be able to get the normalization of elimination through the liver. So this is why it's important that if we are suffering from some of these chronic conditions, putting yourself on a ketonic diet or ketogenic diet is something that's very important. And check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. We have two products that that are very effective in this area. And... Also, there's some of them with caffeine and without caffeine. I really encourage people to try this because it's a very simple way of getting in ketosis because sometimes it can be very difficult just by doing it by food alone. We're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, Sean, let's go and uh, go ahead to the second half of our show talking about uh, the biotoxin pathways with Dr. Andy Heyman. Dr. Heyman, on the first our, uh, segment of our interview, we, we talked about these biotoxin pathways and all the contributing factors of how this, how your body was reacting to these substances. And we went into a little bit of the immunology of what, what is occurring or this, what is this storm that is the body is seeing. But we'd like to go through this, this section and talk about some of the markers 
to really identify so you can really diagnose what is going on and really help and tell us how you, in your practice, you really unwind these patients to identify what is causing the problem. Sure. So we go through a stepwise process, and uh, we, we, we want to be very careful in the kinds of markers that we, we draw on our patient population, and they give us a lot of insight into uh, the kinds of uh, metabolic imbalances that are accruing over time in these individuals. And it really starts with the storm of biotoxins themselves. And while they're directly uh, damaging to the nerves in general, they're specifically damaging to the brain. And that's where this whole disease process starts. Um, So uh, there are a variety of areas in the brain that become injured as a result of exposure to these cytokines and biotoxins. And one of them is called the hypothalamus, which is a regulatory control center in the anterior portion of the brain. And it produces a variety of hormones and neuropeptides that are critical in managing a variety of bodily processes. Maybe the one, one of the most central is probably the most important hormone that people have never heard of, and it's called melanocyte-stimulating hormone. And while it was discovered many, many years ago um, as being produced in the anterior hypothalamus, we knew very little about it until recently. And it turns out it's a central regulator of almost every hormonal process in the body. It helps to balance stress and cortisol. It helps to um, convert um, uh, sex hormones from one to the other. Um, It also plays an important role in balancing melatonin and sleep. It also regulates endorphins. And so when melanocyte-stimulating hormone levels typically decline in this illness process, Patients' endorphin levels are declining, and therefore they develop pain-related syndromes. But also, interesting, uh, interestingly, MSH regulates the tight junctions of the digestive tract. And so the gut becomes leakier, and it can predispose people to worsening of food sensitivities and allergies. It also suppresses the immune system in general when MSH levels decline. And so we can see a harboring of additional bacteria uh, that can establish a chronic infection in the respiratory tract, for example, that we then have to clear as well. So as the brain is becoming more and more injured as a result of the biotoxins, we see changes in its ability to perform and function, including this marker MSH, which we measure. We also measure another one called vasoactive intestinal peptide. This is a very important neuropeptide that induces healing of the brain. We didn't know that until recently. VIP is critical for brain repair, and also adding insult to injury. If it's not enough that you're tired and achy and depressed and anxious and you're not sleeping well, uh, the cytokines also damage leptin receptors in the brain. And so patients lose their ability to maintain a healthy weight. So it's not uncommon for individuals to gain lots and lots of weight over a very short period of time, even though they haven't changed their lifestyle because of leptin resistance. This is a centrally mediated um, obesity-related disease process. So it's one of the reasons why we see patients with quote-unquote chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia gaining a lot of weight. And it's because of the damage that's occurring to their brain. And as if that wasn't enough, we also see changes in a marker called hypoxia-inducible factor. And this is very important for regulating two very important markers that we measure. TGF-beta-1, which is a transcription factor that is a bridge 
between the innate and the acquired immune system. When we measure it, it's typically elevated in this patient population, and we know high TGF-beta-1, among other things, um, can cause interstitial lung disease, and it, it, too, is directly damaging to the brain. We also see changes in vascular endothelial growth factor. This mediates capillary constriction. So not only are patients tired and they have hormonal imbalances and pain-related syndromes and mood disorders, but they're also hypoxic. They actually have developing cardiopulmonary impairment, a lowered exercise tolerance, loss of VO2 mass and aerobic capacity, and we see patients who used to be relatively fit not only gaining weight, but they can't perform at a, at a high level. And it's because they can't deliver oxygen and nutrients to their peripheral tissues. Um, in the center of this is activation of uh, the complement cascade, and we also see elevations of a marker called C4A. This is the alternate uh, cascade for complement. And when you have a high C4A and a high TGF-beta-1, we see constriction of the pulmonary artery. So patients can also develop pulmonary hypertension on top of restrictive lung disease, on top of hypoxia. So these patients are very, very deconditioned and tired, sort of on every level. This is not necessarily a mitochondrial injury per se, but this is an incredibly insidious illness that just gets worse and worse and worse over time. So when we measure these markers of MSH and and VIP and TGF-beta-1 and BEGF and C4A and so on and so forth, Um, We want to know how many of these markers are abnormal and how abnormal are they. It turns out any of the biotoxins can trigger this cascade of response. But the only marker that seems to be specific to some degree of one exposure or the other is just the C4A. What we found in our data sets and we've pulled with other clinics is that on average, if a patient's C4A is between 6,000 to 8,000, that typically indicates a Lyme infection or some sort of bacterial exposure. And usually their partner uh, analyte C3A is elevated too, but not often. I don't think it's as reliable as the C4A. But in patients who are living in a moldy environment, the C4A tends to be 12,000 or above. So if I have a patient who comes in and their C4A is 25,000, their MSH is low, their VIP is low, uh, their TGF-beta-1 is elevated, I can pretty much with reassurance say, you have a mold exposure, we have to identify where that is and begin to correct these issues. So what we do is a very sort of orderly process in terms of how we begin to unwind or heal these patients, and it is possible to do that. But I always talk about it in three steps. The first is identifying what is or are the exposures. So is it mold? Is it a tick-borne illness? Is it a dental issue? Is it because you swam in a body of water? Uh, There's a long list that we go through, and we have to deal with that. Once you identify the exposure, you have to remediate it. So if it's Lyme, we go about the business of killing it. If it's mold, we clean up your environment. If it's a waterborne illness, we, we make sure you don't go back into that body of water. Whatever it is, we have to make sure we reduce the exposure. With that being said, in that 20% population, we know those genes are triggered. They actually work like light switches. So even if you're someone that had lived in a moldy environment 15 years ago, once your genes turn on, they stay on. And the storm continues, even if you've moved out of the moldy environment. And if you have Lyme disease and you cleared the infection, 
If your genes have been activated, they will not turn off on their own and you will remain sick. Not because you haven't gotten over the, the infection component, but it's people who are chronically inflamed. So the second portion of therapy is a stepwise approach of dealing with this sort of cascade of um, immune and neuroimmune and hormonal imbalances that we go through the process in, at one step at a time of dealing with each of these markers in a specific order. And we make sure that every one of them go back to normal and we turn off the inflammation. It's not one thing we do. It's a bunch of different things strung together. But the big breakthrough that we've had is if you really listen carefully to some of the things that I've said, TGF-beta-1 injures the nervous system. C4A injures the nervous system. VEGF will injure the nervous system. It means the brain is becoming more and more damaged over time. In my clinic alone, we have the largest data set in the world of brain-related injury um, MRIs based on mold and Lyme in the world. So we now know that there are a specific set of patterns that accrue in the brain in terms of injury for swelling as well as shrinkage. And we can identify when a patient has had exposure to Lyme, when a patient has had exposure to mold, and we do a very specialized structural MRI. And that's critical because not only does that help us identify the type of exposure the patient may have had, but also the final steps in therapy are all about repairing the injury. So you're not done even if you just turn off the inflammation. So you have to do all three. You have to remove the exposure, turn off the cascade of inflammation, and repair the brain and nervous system. That's not an easy thing to do, but we've shown in pre and post studies you can do that. And I see patients all the time that have bounced around. They're told they have Lyme when they actually have mold. They're told they have mold when it's just they've moved out of the mold environment and they're just chronically inflamed. But even if their markers have all gone back to normal, if the practitioner has not repaired the brain, these patients will remain symptomatic. And we know this for certain now. So all three things need to happen, Ray. You've got to remove the exposure, turn off inflammation, and fix the brain. And so there's lots of things we have to do. There's some special tricks that we have. We use a lot of lipid replacement therapy in my practice to heal the cell membrane, to heal the nervous system, including the, the myelin sheath because that's all lipid-related. Uh, so we use uh, products like phosphatidylcholine and, and butyrate. We use a new product uh, called Resolvins that helps to turn off inflammation. And in particular, we use a very special compounded product called RG3 with nicotinamide, which specifically reduces that brain-related inflammation and begins to instigate that repair process. That is key and critical to getting these patients better. Because otherwise, they, they may have killed or removed or remediated the, the, the source of it, but the brain is still injured and has to be repaired, correct? That's, that's correct. And, and what I see is, especially patients who are correctly diagnosed for Lyme, with Lyme, for example, and they've undergone a year or two of antibiotics, they've cleared their infections. The problem is they're in the 20% category, so they're still inflamed, so we have to turn off their inflammation. And even more problematic is their brains are damaged, and so we have to fix the brain. you got to And many of these people don't, re- don't realize they actually are talking about a brain injury here. That, that's causing it and and also uh, we went into a lot of detail in all these markers and understanding 
the definitions. And, you know, I guess for for these patients, they're living with a very, very serious chronic disorder, and they become very educated and into the science of what's going on. So it's important for for at least the patients to understand the basics, correct? Well, they have to because, quite frankly, their doctors typically won't. You know, we're not trained to look into the innate immune system. Most doctors don't know what an MSH is or C4A or TGF-beta-1 or VIP. So it's a new language and it's a new way of understanding what these markers mean, but it opens that final door that I mentioned in terms of saying, aha, I've been exposed and that's why I feel like my brain doesn't work and I'm gaining weight, my gut is a wreck and I have allergies and vascular issues and all sorts of things, but at core... This is this chronic inflammatory engine that's chewing up the nervous system, it's injuring the cardiopulmonary circuit, and it's leading to real substantial illness over time. And it's very important that you're giving people the answers that they've been searching for and going from doctor to doctor and spending a fortunate amount of money. And that we appreciate the passion that you have to be able to really uh, unwind this for, for patients. I want to make sure that we get your What's the best contact information of people, or at least it, 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 education to go to either your website to be able to learn what's going on so they can make that uh, journey to come up to Virginia? Sure. So we have two. Uh, they can go to the Virginia Center for Health and Wellness website. Uh, that's our, our clinic website. There's also the HeymanHealth.com website. And our clinic phone number is 703-327-2434. And we see patients from all over the world. Um, I, I like to joke that if you end up here, it's sort of the last stop, and it's, uh, we lovingly say this is the island of misfit toys. Uh, so, uh, you know, our patients are used to having been sort of around the bend, gone to the major academic centers, local specialists, a lot of the functional providers, and something still just isn't right. And it's this area in particular that I've really devoted a lot of my sort of clinical interest and expertise in. And, and just to be clear, we collect a lot of data. We publish studies in this area. We're establishing new mechanisms to collect data even more efficiently. Uh, I'm very uh, uh, careful about sort of the statements that are made and what we know and what we don't know. Um, but at core, we know this is a genomically mediated illness that leads to neuroinflammation. That's how we understand what we're looking at with these biotoxic exposures. We really appreciate your, your time today, and we want to make people understand to go to our website and your website to be able to get some answers it's not the best thing just to stay status quo and uh, we're going to have you back on again as a follow-up because there's new revelations there's new study there's new work going on to be able to simplify this process because that's what everybody's doing is trying to make this affordable and also simple to be able to get to a, a diagnosis dr Heyman, thank you so much for your time today and we again we're going to look forward to having you back on again thanks right you're listening to healthy choices xm we just got finished with dr andy Heyman, a pre-recorded interview with him earlier this week and we appreciate our sponsors uh, for today's show to be able to put this on this educational hour without a lot of commercials. Uh, Numedica, a leading provider of manufacturer of professional pharmaceuticals, has been able to help us with our with our as a sponsor for today's show, and also be able to get Dr. Heyman to be on our our radio to explain these biotoxin pathways. I hope everybody is educated now. Something that uh, as we go on to the weekend, you're going to learn. You've learned 
probably more than most people have in six months in immunology in many uh, topics of inflammation so you can say well i've listened to healthy choices and this is how i got i've gotten all this medical knowledge you were i want to give you some of the websites that dr Heyman also mentioned Heyman health and wellness is the name of his virginia center for health and wellness in uh, virginia his phone number is 703-327-2434 the website is HeymanHealth.com, and I'll spell that for you, H-E-Y-M-A-N-Health.com is his website that he has directed people to get more information. That phone number for Dr. Heyman's office is 703-327-2434, and check out our website as well if you want to get in contact with me to be able to see if you can get some help or be able to find a practitioner in your area, there are certain pra- uh, listing of, of these types of uh, practitioners nationwide. There's sometimes only a few in each state that understand this, but there is more and more uh, being a- being trained on a, on a daily basis. So we were talking about, in, in summary, as we wrap up our show, these biotoxins, these pathways of what of many times of multiple chronic conditions that people are suffering from and many times it's mold many times the exposure to the to these uh, high levels of mold also susceptible to Lyme's disease from tick bites could be other insects as well that may have caused some of these biotoxin reactions and sometimes swimming in certain areas of water, bodies of water that are contaminated with some of these uh, these toxins and moles. We've also found that you could be a contamination of the sources. We found certain rice that has been moldy over a period of time, or even we have found peanuts. So these aflatoxins, these, these mycoplasma uh, infections, these mycofloxins, these that are found in rice are also can be caused this biotoxin cascade of effects. So it's really important to understand, be a little bit of a detective work, how this all started. And for from for our listeners that have just joined in, we are we're breaking down these biotoxin pathways. And when we when we started out in the show, we talked about some of the symptoms that people. We look at this as a brain injury. So if you're having tremendous amount of fatigue and tremendous amount of brain fog, and this is something that just happened over a period of time, there may be something else going on. And it's not just seeing somebody for for sleep. It's not something that's just just happening for pain. There's a there's a root cause for this answer. And this is the reason why I want you to, to check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com or Dr. Heyman's website, because this will, will be able to give you the answers. You're going to see more and more about this. We're going to get uh, this guest back on again, because brain injuries is something we're focusing on. We talked about our the RG3 nasal spray that we've developed that will be able to not only help these brain injuries from these biotoxins, but also from concussive disorders as well. So we're learning more and more how to heal the brain 
without actually damaging it by certain pharmaceuticals to make it worse. This is what our goals are and our mission, and we're, going to, we're making a tremendous headway in getting a lot of publicity in this. And again, check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, and send us your comments for future topics. And next week, we're going to have Dr. Gazagolia back from Progressive Medical Centers, another integrative medicine center of excellence out of Atlanta. That's going to have another some interesting topics to further our knowledge on this, how, how to heal ourselves and make responsible choices. Have a great weekend, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.